What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 255 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman, and I'm joined by Matt Deitch. Matt, what is going on? I'm excited. You're excited? It's the best week of the year, man. That's right, man. That's right. It is officially hooked on harder hard water week, and uh, we're only a couple days away from uh, heading west. Wheels yep. up. Wheels up. Wheels up. West bound and down. Yep. Um, you know, obviously, last year when we uh, headed out to uh, Hooked on Hard Water, we took off on a Tuesday night at like 8.30 at night. <laughs> it's kind of like Gilligan's Island. Yep. <laughs> Three-hour uh, tour turned into a 13-hour You tour. just knew the whole entire time, like, oh boy, this is about to get western, and uh, it did. Uh, about an hour west of Sioux City, we they closed the interstate down, so we dropped down into Nebraska. Uh, headed west from Sioux City on Highway 20, I think. Yeah, Highway 20. Um, and out, uh, in, out in the middle of, well, I would say out in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska, but we weren't quite in We that weren't area. there, but we could see it. Right. We could see nowhere. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it was uh, it was wild. Took us 13 hours uh, to get out there to the Black Hills, but we made it. And, uh, and now people are asking if there's enough ice and if there's yeah. snow out there and everything like that. So. Yeah, what a difference a year can make. So, um, Episode 255 is brought to you by Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, Matt, you were actually up there at Dakota Angler uh, today. I was. I, I was fortunate to have the day off today, so I figured, you know what, I need to get a few things before this weekend, so I swung into the store. And nice. Josh and Todd were both in there. What'd you get? Uh, well, I got myself a rod case, uh, picked up a new rod as well, and uh, what just What kind of rod jigs. are you talking? I got one of those Jason Mitchell dead meat sticks. Okay. Yep. So... Yep. I decided to get one of those. Uh, I got the blackout one. Nice, nice. You know, I like it that. It just looks cool. I like that a lot. <laughs> I went it, with the are, longer one. I went with really? the 32-incher. Okay, Because okay. we, we've been talking about that a little bit, and that rod that you and I built uh, yep. with James Gerard is a little bit longer, and I've kind of liked that a little. So I'm going to give that a shot, but uh, I also walked around the store and just kind of saw a bunch of the deals that they had. Uh, a lot of a lot of red, you know, t- orange tags on those, and a lot of things in there. They're kind of switching out the store from the ice fishing season to the open water season, kind of getting everything ready for everybody that's going to start making that river run out to Chamberlain. So uh, if you need anything there, swing on by, and uh, those guys will hook you up. Um, I think they're shacks. They've taken them off of the display floor, but if you need one yet, you, oh, can, yeah. still, yep. you can still grab one. They, You can get a hold of them to see what they have in stock. they got all their open rod open water rods out there so uh stop in and check out what's new this year in those uh they got the new st croix seven reels out on display so you know if if you were wondering what some of those things are like and before open water really gets here uh stop in there and uh check out see what they got yep yep and uh you know it uh it's one of those deals actually you went out fishing uh this last sunday uh, I was up at Okaboji too, and and we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the episode. But uh, um, the ice wasn't as bad as what I was thinking. No, so it so really I mean, wasn't. don't don't give up if you're if you're here in the tri-state area. 
Um, I, I still think, you know, obviously this week's going to take a toll on it, but, uh, yeah, the next uh, couple weeks I was talking to Todd up there and he said that even the extended forecast in the next week is looking pretty warm, pretty warm. So, yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying if you've got a Thursday off or something right. this yeah, week, I, I think, I think a guy if, could still get out. Yeah. If you got some PTO that, you know, that you want to get used up and stuff like that, now's the time to do it because yeah, it's, I mean, there's still some out there. You just got to be cautious and know what to do. Yep, this is the last hurrah, though. Last hurrah. Um, if you can't get in there to the store, though, uh, check out www.dakotaangler.com. Use code DIRTBAG at checkout and uh, get yourself a little extra savings there. Uh, Matt. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> the old weights in it's officially time to be talking about some more weights and fish people just don't learn so so here's the wild thing um what i think this whole deal kind of came about about two two and a half weeks ago yep and uh i saw a deal on facebook i believe that uh down in kansas uh they delisted uh the crappie record that that was i believe caught in 2000 or, or 2022 maybe something like that um they they took it off their website uh listing it as the state record uh, they had talked that some game wardens went here to uh, this dude's house, confiscated the fish that must have still been in a freezer, and uh, um, whatever the case, uh, um, you know, took it down. And I'll be honest, I uh, I had screenshotted it, I had thought about talking about it on the show, and uh, I was actually going to go at it from the standpoint that uh, I figured they thought that he did something illegal, and... Uh, you know, I, I was kind of going to go at it uh, from the standpoint of uh, uh, guilty until proven innocent. You know, I yeah. mean, it, it seems like that, especially uh, um, in the outdoor world, uh, man, you know, they it, it, it's almost, it sometimes seems like game wardens almost want to find a way to... to do do just, you get what I mean? No, I know what you're saying. Sometimes it's just like... They're, yeah. they're looking for a, a, a way to to make your trophy not a trophy and, yeah. and you know i mean it seems like people who shoot trophy deer well you know there's an old mineral lick you know 800 yards away that that the neighbor used to have and yeah. and i didn't put it there you, you yeah know, just like, they find a way just to kind of discredit yeah. somebody well not discredit somebody but just to try to catch them yeah and uh you know even even making something that that isn't there and and I, i'm not sitting here talking trash about all game wardens that is not it but but you know, a little jealousy can can kind of like the old blinker wasn't working, or you had a tail light out deal. So. Yep, yep, something like that. So uh, you know, I I was kind of you know a little disgusted. You know, if there's something wrong with the dang fish, well then come out with it. Right. Well, if they've it's... officially come out with it. Uh, more weights and fish. Go figure. Uh, the guy had taken a couple balls like from ball bearings <laughs> and and shoved them in them. Which which that's the most wild part about it. Not only did this dude submit this crappie, and then I believe an eyewitness that that saw him put the balls in in this uh, right. in the fish, put the balls in the fish. Yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> that's how wild this story is. <laughs> like uh, uh, gets gets triple X here, but uh, uh, then then the dude just throws the fish in his freezer. Right. Like if you if you knew that you. S- 
you know be trying to squeeze him out of there or something do something man like i yeah. you know you what i'm gonna it, do why I'm don't gonna, you bring it to like the taxidermist right away and be like yep yeah, let's get this thing i done. would think i mean you know we we always give criminals uh more benefit oh, right. of, or you know the benefit of the doubt that the, that they're smart but uh uh this dude's throwing freaking weights in fish with eyewitnesses and then doesn't <laughs> what, does, what you doing back there <laughs> Oh, uh, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let's reweigh these fish once and see if they're... Holy buck, is that fish gaining a pound? It's like, what the... Hey, you got any you? more of them bearings laying around? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Freaking wild, though. It, uh, it really is. Like, you just think people would start learning their lessons a little bit, but I guess not. Uh, just quit shoving weights and fish, people. I... <laughs> that that's going to be the wildest part about uh tournament weigh-ins here in the next couple of years is they're going to be waving metal detectors like oh you know like yeah, freaking going to be bringing be like in tsa airport, airport yeah. yeah yep put your hands over your head uh, let's check your bags over here yep oh sorry sir take your shoes off take your <laughs> shoes off <laughs> you know fa- you know fighters going to get pulled <laughs> yeah. over to the side every time we're going to get that check. laptop out of your backpack <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's it's, it's random but fighter yeah. always oh, happens to get picked that's right weird weird but uh him and matt robertson yeah no doubt no doubt but uh um yeah whatever uh just just wild stuff man and so uh the the kansas crappie is officially uh um vacated yep uh i guess the so are they going about the way now like like anybody can like if you're the first one to register a crappie you have the state record for a while and then i got a feeling that'll like just go back Dakota to the Catfish. old the old oh, you one would think you would yep. think that's how they would do it yeah can you imagine that dude that caught that one's like what the f-? <laughs> right but, it's like hey i didn't have to shove nothing in my fish yeah <laughs> well that we know about <laughs> and we know about but uh all right um well, with that being said, talking about uh, uh, Seth Fighter and Matt Robertson, uh, if you're yeah. listening to this episode on your first uh, on the first morning out, uh, what do we got till Thursday? I believe Thursday, Thursday. morning. Yeah, I believe the Thursday tournament morning. Yep. So do it. Do it within the next couple of days. Yep. Uh, if it's Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, like still at three a.m., uh, you've got time to uh, quick get a. Uh, um, uh, Bassmaster Fantasy lineup set. Um, if you if you uh, registered but have not uh, made your buckets yet, quick get that done before Thursday morning. But uh, last I checked, I believe we've got forty eight guys, uh, forty eight people. I shouldn't say guys. Uh, we've got some got some females that normally kick my teeth in. Um, but uh, got some. We got a. 48 awesome dirt bags right. in in the, uh, the midwest angler podcast group uh, um if you still want to sign up um reach out to matt or i and we'll get you um we'll we'll do our best to get you set up with that but uh gonna be another fun season i believe last i checked uh the with 48 i think we were the third or fourth biggest private group on bassmaster right. fantasy yeah. that's pretty sweet let's keep getting that number up there yeah yeah we gotta get 50 yeah, gotta get we gotta 50. get to 50 Yep. So, uh, get yourself signed up. You'll have a lot of fun. You don't know how to, don't be afraid. Like, Oh, I don't know what to do. It's real easy. Yep. If we can figure it out, you can 
<laughs> no out. doubt about it. No doubt. So uh, last week uh, we did a little bit of talking about uh, the South Dakota uh, fishing license, uh, non-resident fishing license uh, prices. And I'm not going to sit here and beat a dead horse. Uh, we did turn around and we put a Facebook post out uh, this week uh, regarding the new Senate Bill 174, which is looking for uh, another $25 for that habitat stamp, um, which th there's already a $25 habitat, habitat stamp. Now they're looking to make it a $50 habitat stamp. Tack that on a $67 license and a $4 handling fee, and we're talking... Uh, uh, 125 bucks, give or take a dollar, right? Um, whatever. And uh, so we put that out on Facebook, um, you know, just kind of getting some people's thoughts. And uh, it, it was, I mean, we we had every single answer you could have thought about getting. Uh, we had people saying, hey, if it was $500, I'd still pay it. We had people saying, hey, this is crap. We had people saying, hey, leave it the way it is. We had people saying, you know, this it's not that bad considering what you're getting um you know they talk uh, there there was some people that talked about uh facilities uh you know don't have a problem with it if if the money's going to good causes whatever and uh um i, I just want to like i said i'm not going to beat a dead horse i just want to say a couple things on that matter and then we'll move on but uh for for one um you know i think a lot of people look at these boat ramps and you know oh man these are nice boat ramps yeah, they are, but a lot of them are in state parks. Like, I'm thinking about uh, the south side of Lake Ponset. That's a state park boat ramp. Beautiful boat ramp. Great facility all the way around. But but my habitat stamp isn't what's paying for that. I, I, I pay a, a state park fee to get in there to that boat ramp. That's what's paying for that ramp. So, so you know, I, I don't think that that is what uh, um, should really be brought up. Uh, you know, obviously there's some other spots that I'm sure that that is getting used at, but don't look at, at state park boat ramp fees and whatnot. And, and the other thing that I really want to talk and stress is, you know, this is again on the back of the sportsman. I can bring my family with a pontoon up to Lake Thompson and go out and pontoon all day long and I don't have to pay a habitat stamp. But the second you want to throw out a fishing line, boom, got to get a habitat stamp. This can't always be on the back of the sportsman. And that doesn't matter if you're a resident or a non-resident. We're the ones that are always flipping the bills for everyone else's pleasure out, yeah. out in the outdoors. Whether it be, you know, if, if you're a person that wants to go out and frickin' walk your dog on public hunting area... They go out there, they walk their dogs, they should be paying a habitat stamp, especially here in Iowa. They don't. No one ever does a dang thing about it. I pay for my habitat stamp exactly when I buy right. a hunting license. Matt does, Ramrod does, my brother Eric does. Everyone pays for their habitat stamp. The same thing over in South Dakota. I'm, I'm buying a $50 habitat stamp if they up it to that. Whatever. So is Matt. So is, you know, anyone else that's coming over there. The guy that's just driving up there, though, you know, to, to go out tubing with his family, he ain't paying no habitat stamp. He's not chipping in. And so the, the biggest thing is can't always be on the back of the sportsman. Uh, it, it should be anyone who's out in the outdoors. If we're going to charge people, then we should be charging everyone. Yeah, there should be like a public land, you know, pleasure 
selfie or something. Something. Like that. I mean, I don't want to give anyone any ideas. Like, but, but I mean, I know what you mean. But like a habit. Well, they should just have to have a habitat stamp on their persons if they're out there using the public grounds. I mean, that way too, it, maybe it would be able to a way for them to be able to purchase more public lands. I don't know. But but so so here's the next thing. So you, me, Ramrod. Uh, Eric, we all decide that we're going to go up to Lake Ponset for a weekend of fishing. Each one of us does a, does a habitat stamp. Okay, so now me, you, and and eight of our buddies all go up on a pontoon. Do all of us have to have a habitat stamp, or just the guy who's running the, running boat, the or boat? Right. Yeah. That's anyone a good point. who's out there. That's a good point. I mean, that's when you're splitting hairs there and stuff like that. But again, I know what well, you're saying. They're I enjoying mean, they're enjoying the land because if. Like you said, if there's five of us in a boat and we're all throwing out a line, we all have to have that habitat stamp. Yep. So, I, mean, I don't know. Cracking some cold ones and sitting there. I mean, I mean, maybe maybe every single boat that goes out has to have a twenty dollar little sticker on the back to to be on a South Dakota water. I I don't know. Yeah, and I know and you, I know then whether it's a jet that. ski or whether it's a pontoon or whether it's a a Baja freaking cigar boat or well, whatever. At, I mean, even down here in Iowa, you know. I know firsthand experience. Just because a four wheeler is licensed and right. got a trail right. stamp in Minnesota, you still got to have a stamp here in Iowa to run that on public, you know, waters or run it on public lands and stuff like yep. that where you can have them. So, uh, yeah, there's got to be something. It can't just be always put on the fishermen. Yep. So, and 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 this kind of rolls into the next thing is. You know, you, you really kind of wonder where South Dakota is going with this. And and I am in no way, shape, or form trying to badmouth the state of South Dakota. No, we love going I, over I love, there and I love and the hunting. fisheries of South Dakota. I love the people of South Dakota. I think it's probably the freest state of, of all the states, you know, right now. Uh, I, I think it's uh, they've got a really good thing going over there. But... but Take, for instance, if you've got a million people paying $50 for a license or you've got a half a million people paying $100 for a license, you got the same amount of money coming in. And I kind of feel like South Dakota is going in a direction right now that they're going to see how high they can push this this licensing, you know, with, with the cost. And I don't think it really bothers them if they're going to see a few less people because they're still taking in the same amount of money. That might actually be what they're going for. I think that there's a lot of residents over there that are like, boom, heck yeah, you know. Yeah, get lot, rid of the, yeah, yeah, you know, we're still making a whole bunch of money, but, you get know. Get rid we're of the getting, non-residents. Yep. We don't have to put up with all the out-of-staters. But take, for instance, the bait shop owners. Take, for instance, the steakhouse owners, the hotel owners, you know, the gas station owners yeah. up, up in northeast South Dakota. Guys, like, you don't get to have those nice things if, if all of a sudden the non-residents aren't coming in. Right. And, I mean, I yeah, I get it. Arlington, South Dakota, you you know, there there's some people there that like to go eat at the 1481 Grill. But newsflash, on the average Saturday night in, in January, a whole lot of non-residents in there. There's a lot of different color license plates in there. Yep, and and they're all there spending big money, pumping a lot of money into your state. And I get it. You know, your resource is more, more important than money. Yeah, you, that's right. But that's like last week when I said you got to have some transparency. This is on the state of South Dakota, you know, the GFP. 
to, to do the right thing with this money and to make sure that this resource, you know, is, is getting replenished with more stocking or whatever, whatever all that takes. Uh, I guess, you know, I, I, I just, I, I hope, I don't know. Well, I, you said it earlier today when we were talking about it, uh, you know, in to, to the residents, it's like, okay, maybe that means less people coming over here to fish if the if the price goes up and stuff like that and you know the state's still making the same amount of money well the state is but it's not going right right yeah the state is but do you want your money going to the state government or do you want your money going to that bait shop owner or do you want your money going to the steakhouse owner or the hotel owner is open where you live i i personally would rather see the private citizen have that money than the government because I don't want to bad talk the government, but I'm just going to say I'd rather have a private citizen have that money. Right. We'd, uh, we'd rather we'd rather be able to, be able to go up and enjoy a nice steak. I've instead. never seen the South Dakota Game Fishing Park sponsoring jerseys on your little league t-ball team. Right. I'll bet you the 1481 Grill has supported some some you know. Uh, supported some little league teams you know dakota angler the bait box in lake preston sportsman's cove those are those are real places that are pumping money into their community it's just it's just yeah i mean and it was bad enough last year when we got the or a couple years ago when they came out with the 25 dollar habitat fee and it's like all right you know 25 dollars you can throw that on there it's still keeping it right around that hundred dollars and now it's 50 bucks they're proposing and stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know. I've never seen them up the price on something and then say, nah, let's drop that back down. Right. Oh, no, I no. Mean, She's up there to stay. Right. So I just, you know, and the residents don't mind right now because their fees didn't go up. Right. But if they did, then it might be a different tone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There would be, there would be anarchy. But but, uh, but but why should it? I mean, it should be on everybody to help pay for the resource, not just when, out of staters. I mean, I, just, it goes for any state, right? I get it. I get it. If you're if you're the state of South Dakota, if you're a resident, it's like we got all these freaking non-residents coming over here. Might as well make them pay for it. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. But uh, I just you know, with that being said, too, um, when when you, when you really get down and you think about. Uh, uh, if I'm going to start paying $125 for a fishing license and uh, I know that I've spent $125 on a fishing license and I'm living here in Northwest Iowa or say I'm living in Western Minnesota or say I'm living in Southern North Dakota, when when you've got a Saturday and you decide that you want to go fishing, you're not going to go to that pond right down the road that's right. in your own state. You're like, you know what? I got a $125 fishing license in South Dakota. I got to get used, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go over there and it. I'm going yep. to make sure I use it up. Yep. Get and, my money's worth. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, you know what? I paid $125 for this fishing license. I'm going to keep some dang fish. I'm going to keep a lot. I'm yeah. going to keep as many as I possibly can. Yep. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of, lot of things to think about there. Um, you know, I said that I wasn't going to beat a dead horse. I feel like I kind of maybe beat a dead horse there. Um, but, but I, I truly do want to stress, uh, we, we on this show do love South Dakota. 
We love the residents. We love the fisheries. Uh, I don't think the South Dakota game fishing park sucks. Like that's not what I'm getting at at all. But uh, I just I, th- I think that there's a lot of things to think about and and not just knee jerk reactions. You know, they also in, in the same uh, uh, legislature deal here. Uh, there's also Senate Bill 135, which uh, um, they are changing where they are going to be spending the money or want to spend the money that comes in from habitat stamps. And, uh, some of it is, uh, oh God dang it. What was it? Admi- administrative, administrative fees, fees. administrative yeah, so fees, make which sure uh, that they pay the, the top dogs a little bit. That's, that's what it comes down to guys. It's what it comes down to. You know, it, it's supposed to go to access and, and bettering, uh, uh, you know, bettering, uh, uh, you know, the habitat, whatever. Um, but now they want to slide in their administrative fees. And uh, they they classified that as uh, uh, fees that it would take to, uh, to, to maintain these habitat funds or something like that. Well, basically what they're saying is uh, uh, the top dogs there in the GF&P uh, can probably get themselves a, a healthy pay raise. And I can guarantee you they're not thinking about hiring more game wardens. I bet you i'll bet you 100 bucks they're not planning on doing that so right i don't know if like i i also said last week a little bit of transparency maybe a big meeting where uh they they could you could sit down and say hey this is how many uh resident licenses we sold this is how many non-resident licenses we sold this is how much money we've got coming in we're planning on doing a, a boat ramp project over at this lake we're planning on doing this for stocking we're planning on uh, making a new fish hatchery, whatever. This is where the money's going. We're we're hiring two new game wardens. I, honestly, like, you know, I, I think a lot of people here too are going to say, "Well, Scott, you can't afford the hundred and twenty-five dollar fishing license. That's why you're pissed off." No, no, that's not it, guys. That's not it. I I just I I don't think that that uh, hunting and fishing was ever supposed to be a rich man sports. I I think it's crap that freaking. Wyoming now has $1,800 elk tags. Like, I, you know, I just, I don't think that that's, I, I don't think that this is what God had intended, guys. Like, uh, being outdoors and spending time with Any, your family and friends was, to be able exactly. To do it, not just somebody that can afford to go do it. Yep, yep. You know, uh, I, I mean, I, it's, already, I don't, it's already hard enough, like, to get on land. I mean, that's why it's so nice to have all the public access that we do and stuff like that. But, I mean you got to pay to play sometimes and it, it shouldn't be that way. Right. Right. I, I don't think, uh, hunting and fishing, we should have ever been priced out of paradise. So, oh, whatever moving along. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, this week, uh, if, if you haven't ever seen, uh, St. Jude's does a, uh, uh, eBay auctions for, uh, professional fishing, uh, anglers jerseys. And uh, there's a lot of bass fishing guys. It's always been bass fishing guys. And uh, just in the last little bit here, all of a sudden, there's been some walleye guys throwing their jerseys in the in the uh, uh, auctions, which is absolutely freaking awesome. And I want to give a shout out to Dwayne Jelm, past guest, uh, possibly one of our best interviews ever, one of our best shows all around. Uh, got a ton of compliments about it. But uh, Dewey Jelm is... is uh, Possibly the best walleye fisherman in the world. I would say so. I'd, yep. I'd say you're not going out on a limb when you say nope, that. Nope, nope. And uh, 
you know, maybe there's a couple people that are like, wow, hold it. Uh, but I don't think anyone, if, if I say Dewey Jones, top five best walleye fishermen in the world, I don't think that there's anyone that's going to argue with me there. I wouldn't. Tournament anglers. Um, so whatever the case, uh, Dewey Jelm uh, puts his jersey up for auction. And uh, I've, I've watched a lot of those jerseys go. And a lot of them go for the, you know, 400 bucks, 300 bucks, maybe 550 bucks. So, so Dewey Jelm's jersey goes on there. I see it. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to buy me that jersey, and I'm going to throw it up down here in the <laughs> podcast uh, deal. And uh, so I clicked on it, and we're at 500, and we're at 800, and we're at 1200, and we're at 1700, and we're at 2100, and it just keeps going and going and going and going, and all of a sudden we're at three thousand fifty dollars, and it sells. Holy moly! <laughs> three thousand fifty dollars raised for St. Jude's, which uh, is childhood cancer. Can't get a better cause, and. Uh, I mean, it, dude, his jersey was selling at the same time as Jacob Wheeler's, the number one bass right. fisherman in the world. I don't, I don't know if Wheeler brought over 800 bucks. That's wild. And Hoyer freaking triples him, if not quadruples him. And it's just like, whoa. I, I don't know who, I don't know who had the deep pockets that decided that he wanted Dewey Jones jersey in his man cave, but hats off to that dude. They hats off to it. Dewey. Hats off to St. Jude's. Uh, way cool and uh, right now we've got john hoyer's jersey that is uh currently up there and uh that's already over a thousand bucks so uh that's pretty uh, basically two of the two i think i can say two of the top five walleye fishermen in the world uh dewey jome john hoyer you can argue with me on that one no 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 i'm just my wheels are spinning i was wondering if maybe we should put our uh our jerseys on the auction this weekend and see what they go for not a bad idea yeah 23 bucks maybe something like that maybe 50 bucks better maybe than 22 get, hey maybe we can get the 50 bucks to help pay for that habitat fee which one that's what we're doing matt and i are literally selling feet pictures to try to raise money for our south dakota non-resident licenses <laughs> The things that those walleyes will make us do. I know. Maybe we can start a GoFundMe for hunting licenses. Yes. So, so I actually found a website that has uh, all the uh, uh, fishing license prices on it. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, shocker, but I believe the most expensive one is California. Um, let me see here. California, $166.89 for a... Uh, for a non-resident fishing license really yep uh alaska also pretty expensive hundred bucks uh colorado's up there um idaho's 98.25 um but then there's a couple states that is just like any cheaper and i think they'd be paying you to come fish there (laughs) um yeah like especially up in the northeast i was really kind of blown away i figured everything would be a little bit more expensive there oregon no. oregon 110 50 um this was an interesting one tennessee uh 50 for a non-resident uh fishing license 99 dollars if you want to catch trout oh yeah well you know yep gotta protect those trout yeah, that's right um like Virginia, $25 for a saltwater non-resident, but uh, $47 for a freshwater. There, there's a lot of that, too. But uh, just just really kind of interesting uh, seeing the different things. 
uh, Wisconsin, $50. But I believe if you're the first timer, what was that, Matt? If you were a first timer, like residence. half price? You get it as a resident. Like okay. A resident okay. Fee. Like if it's your first, first time buying a license in Wisconsin. You, as a non-resident. As a non-resident. You get the resident price. You get the resident price. That's cool. That is a cool deal. That is. I mean, it, it really is. I. It would be kind of cool to see a lot of states do that. Just to, you know, it's just another way of encouraging people to come and test it out and, you know, try your resources. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's not like, oh, man, we're not going to get our money back out of that guy. No, like, right. Like, you're not, to, to give the dude, even if you only charged him $1, like it didn't it doesn't cost the state anything to have a person come while they're here they're buying gas and they're buying groceries and they're buying you know hotel rooms and whatever like you're going to get that money back out of them so uh um yeah whatever but yeah yeah, I, I was here. I was about I was to go say, on a little another government tangent. <laughs> dug up that horse a little bit yep. again. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Out of the glue factory. Yep. <laughs> but uh, uh, whatever the case, uh, like we mentioned earlier, hooked on Hard Water Week. We will be heading out there Thursday this week. Looks like beautiful weather. Uh, we're shorts. Pretty jacked up about it, but uh, um, yeah, whatever. Uh, Next week, uh, hopefully, we're back on and going to be chatting a little bit about it. Um, Matt, you you did go out fishing on Sunday. We'll we'll quick dive into that a little bit. Yes, and, uh, I did. I had the opportunity to go over to Okaboji. Uh, Ryan Hale had put on Facebook that he was on East Okaboji the other day, and there was 10 inches of ice, and it was good ice where he was. So I my dad had texted me and said, hey, have you heard how the light how the ice is over at the lake so i told him that and he said yeah i'm going over there tomorrow so i figured you know what i'm gonna head over there on sunday so am i sunday afternoon i'm heading over there he was out in front of the ritz and they had 10 inches of ice and uh, so he said he was catching a bunch of small ones and then i was just like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna buzz over there now on the way over there i saw that biggie was over there so i gave him a call and he said that he was on tribe okay so uh I figured that's the closest one for us and have had yep. luck there this year. So yep. I called up my dad and told him to meet me there. And uh, we met up there and uh, got after a few crappies there. So Golly, isn't it? it? It is just absolutely wild. I know I've talked about it, uh, you know, in the past couple of weeks. But uh, just nuts that Okaboji, the old bluegill factory, right. has, has really kind of turned into a crappie factory. Uh, it really is. I mean, you're seeing guys now that go over there. And, you know, there's some guys that focus on the bluegills but like every bucket of bluegills always has like five or six crappies yep, mixed yep. in with them so yep and, and, and so, it's not so, just on the okaboji chain neither the, right. the east and west okaboji spirit lake is kicking out really nice crappies right. also and just uh just wild and then uh that and the ice up on triboji was actually really good ice it was probably better than the last time i was out on the ice i mean yep. the last time i was over there i was like yeah this stuff i don't know if i'm gonna if I go on there here in a few more days, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think my dad was going to go back over there today. I mean, there was probably 10 inches of ice on Triboji and it was good, solid ice. Yep. The shoreline was good. So walking out wasn't an issue. Uh, no, it was, it was good to get out over there. Yep. Uh, we had a Christmas, a family Christmas over at uh, Okaboji this weekend. Obviously I saw the people out in front of the Ritz, but, uh, I also, uh, um, uh, I, I ended up walking out onto uh, Emerson Bay, 
uh, where my parents are just, uh, you know, just to kind of check it out. And when I got out there, obviously I didn't have a spud bar or, or drilling at all, but kind of walked out there and it was like, you know what? Like this, yeah. this feels pretty good here. And so and, you uh, used yourself as a spud bar. Exactly. Exactly. I, I brought out my brother, Eric, and just oh. kind of tipped him over and beat his head on the ice. I thought you said that you jumped up and down. So <laughs> I did, I did a little bit of that and I did a little bit of that. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, if uh, like like we mentioned, uh, if you got a day that you can get out uh, here in the next uh, day or two, uh, I still think that a uh, person can get out here on the tri-state area. There's still people on wheelhouses up, uh, you know, bitter and whatnot. So um, there, there definitely is ice to be found. Um, I know Euler was talking most of the lakes out in the Black Hills, aside from Pactola, still ATV safe and and uh, well, I shouldn't say ATV safe, but uh, um, th- there's ATV traffic out there right now. Uh, obviously, snowmobiles and everything else, but uh, um, ice, ice season isn't dead yet. Not yet. Not yet. So we're hanging on. That's right. Um, I think we are up to good news stories of the week brought to you by our good friends over at Freedom Brew in Larchwood, Iowa. Austin and Brianna got the Freedom Brew coffee cabin over there, and it is absolutely the best coffee you will ever have. Delicious. Um, absolutely the best ingredients. I've known Austin and Brianna for a long time, and uh, they, they take a lot of pride in, in knowing that uh, there, there's no corners cut there. Um, I can guarantee you when you're buying coffee from them, um, it, it's, it's the best ingredients that they know of that they can get their hands on. So, um, stop on over. Um, if you're in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area, it's only a 15 minute jaunt to the East. Uh, if you're coming through pig love, Iowa, where Matt and I live and where the Metro only Mac fi- will be coming to exactly soon. you know this can be his second time to pig love in a couple weeks and he really loves it I here. think he's starting to really like it a lot he he comes down here and and uh, notices that we're not burning down our city and whatnot and he's like you know what that is a place I wouldn't mind living <laughs> where's all the skyscrapers yeah. he always asks yeah, he, he can see a long ways down here that's right <laughs> he can he can see besides, four counties over I mean I mean last time he was down here changing the light on the top of the water tower so yeah oh yes freedom brew freedom brew Got archwood iowa uh you know obviously uh the the number one uh, right out of the gate um uh good news story is obviously got to be that uh it is hooked on hard water week but uh i've already mentioned that uh but i'm gonna give a shout out to my wife who turned 34 Ooh. years young yesterday doesn't look a day over 20. No. So uh, um, that's going to be. Especially being married to you. I mean, you'd think that she would. She's oh, she, aged really well. Yeah, she was She was cutting my hair tonight, and she said, holy smokes, you've got a lot of gray hairs coming in. I, I didn't have any of those before I met you. Uh, so think people. about that for a long second. <laughs> so what you got? Mine, Matt? I'm going to give a shout out to my niece, Kelsey. She won the District Knights of Columbus free throw shooting competition yesterday, and uh Gets to advance on to uh, regionals. That's got to so. be the greatest athletic accomplishment any Deitch has ever had, isn't oh, it? Oh no, not to toot my own horn, but I got I got third in state in the Knights of Columbus free throw shooting competition when I was thirteen years old. Yeah, but you were in the eighth grade or eight year old division <laughs> in the third. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my brothers were texting me yesterday. They were like, "Did you shoot from the twelve foot line or the?" Fi-? I was like, "No, I was actually at the free throw, the regular free throw." Third line. in the state? Yeah, I got third at state that year. 
I made 22 of 25 up at the state competition no kidding? and got third. Yep. Wow. It almost didn't happen, though, because at the council at the first round in Ellsworth when I was... They found out you weren't Catholic. No. Oh, no, I was Catholic. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but uh, I only made three out of 15. And I was the only person to shoot down here. Shut up. So then I advanced, and then it was like, whoa, like I just was off. Jig and Joe put you in like an incredible free throw shooting regiment. Like, right. The next. Yeah. I couldn't, I didn't get, I couldn't eat until yeah, I shot. No supper uh, until you made 10 in a row. Free throws and he's like, that's not, that wasn't acceptable. So, but then after that, then I, I mean, I rocked it then. So. Wow. Huh. But no, big shout out to her. That's pretty cool to see. I think she made 17 out of 25 yesterday. So. Nice. Nice. Gets to advance on. Nice. So then, so now she's going to state. Not to state yet. I think she's got to go to regionals up in like Marshall or somewhere oh, wow. like that. So it's a big deal up there. It is big deal. So huh. hats off to Kelsey. Heck yeah, I like that. So uh, all right, guys, uh, um, we're getting. We had a late start tonight. Uh, had some stuff going on over here at the house. Uh, normally Matt comes over at eight o'clock. Matt came over at nine o'clock. So uh, we we're going a little bit later than normal, but. Uh, um, we will see how we do next week. Uh, obviously we'll be traveling back from the black Hills on Sunday. Um, you know, Monday might be a get back into the swing of things. Um, but, uh, hopefully we can try to get an episode out on Monday. Uh, if not, maybe Tuesday, but, uh, either way, we appreciate every single one of you. Uh, if you still want to get into the Bassmaster fantasy, www.bassmasterfantasy.com, set yourself a lineup. Hit groups, search for Midwest Angler Podcast. Uh, password is Dirtbags, I believe, Matt? Yeah, yep, Dirtbags. Okay, Dirtbags, lower all lowercase. Case. Yep. Um, like I said, if you need any help, reach out to us. What you got? This weekend for Hooked on Hard Water, these guys all have the option to bid if they want to. They can go online, correct, for the online auction? Yes, uh, starting uh, Saturday night, the 24th, um, all the rods that were donated to us for the Ice Institute are going to be on an online auction. Um, we'll post the link to that uh, when it goes live. But uh, yes, if you are listening to this, uh, even if you can't make it there to the banquet, you will have your chance to uh, to bid on all these rods. I believe we sent over, what, 12, 14 something, like that. something yeah, rods. Awesome. Uh, some, some absolutely incredible rods at that. Um, so yes, you will get your chance to, uh, to bid on those. Uh, I did find, uh, Matt Deitch's credit card, so I will also be bidding on those. So, uh, just think about that when somebody's bidding you up, that it's probably me with my, with two middle fingers up. (laughs) Oh, I love how that goes. Yep. So, uh, all right. Uh, we appreciate you guys. That is episode 255. We'll see you next week on episode 256. Later. <laughs>